Hello, Jamie here, and welcome to a set of episodes I'm calling Stuff We Say Flashback. See, before I started speedrun, years back in the, uh, I guess now long ago year of 2018, goodness, I can't believe that was three years ago, I did 10 episodes of a show called Stuff We Say. Get it? My YouTube channel, Stuff We Play. This was Stuff We Say. This was before Jazzy and I really started hanging out a ton. Uh, probably like right before that, but that's off, that's off topic. But I do think there were some really good interviews and some really great just discussion that was had in those 10 episodes. So those are only ever posted on YouTube, but now just because speedruns doing pretty dang good in my opinion and just y'all viewers are awesome, I figured let's release it or re-release those episodes here on the speedrun channel. As you can tell, I'm doing all of this bit off the cuff. I'll also be doing a little intro like this before every Stuff We Say flashback episode. And unlike regular speedrun episodes, these are more generally 45 minutes to an hour long, so typical uh, podcast length. This first episode was a was uh, released exactly a year to the day that Nintendo Switch was launched. It was us talking about our hopes thoughts, and predictions for that system based off how we felt about it exactly a year after launch. And by we, I mean me, uh, a friend who's not a friend anymore, the Golden Bolt, uh, and my friend Kenton, uh, among others, and just a lot of folks were involved with this one. I'm, again, doing this off the cuff, and I do not have the, the episode on hand, but I hope you enjoy it. So, yeah. Also, while these are coming out, I guess you'll be getting two podcast episodes a week for the next 10 weeks. One Stuff We Say flashback and one regular speedrun. So yeah, enjoy. So welcome to Stuff We Say, your weird and retro podcast. Tonight on our inaugural episode, Nintendo Switch, one year later, the first birthday of this system. I'm James from Stuff We Play and joining me is... Rose, hi. And also joining us tonight are our two guests... Snorzy, who actually uh, who came up with the idea of this podcast. Hello. And also, and also joining me here tonight is my friend Kenton, aka Platt, all the way from California. Hi, everyone. So, uh, this is kind of an icebreaker thing. I know we all know each other, but this is like a first day of class type of thing. You know, the very awkward thing where your teacher kind of wants you to go. You know, you know the thing. You know, what's something you don't know about me? Except we aren't that awkward. We're going to play a game called Spot the Fake. We have seven upcoming game titles, and one of them is fake. So, Rose, would you like to take the announcer role to go down the list, and then we will all decide which one is fake, except for me, because I know which one it is. So this is how we get to know each releases. other's... Yes, yes. So our upcoming March releases are going to be Galgun 2, Kirby All-Star... Or... Uh, you misspelled that. Kirby Star <laughs> Allies. Kirby Star Allies. <laughs> yeah, Kirby Smash Mouth. Uh, Final Fantasy XV uh, release for the PC. We have Rocket Slime HD, the Mega Man Legacy Collection combo pack for the Switch, Hello Kitty Cruisers for the Switch, World Conqueror 10, X. and Detective Pikachu. So, of those seven games, which one, uh, you three, do you think is the fake? Well, I know the answer to this, too. And you don't answer. <laughs> Guests, which one do you think it is? I'm going to have to 
I'm gonna have to go with World Conqueror. Yeah, especially point. because you 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 because. corrected him when he said ten. So I feel like there's some sort of like inside, you know, like like your mind said, wait a minute, that's not what I pictured for this for this amazing game in my in my skull. Also, I don't even know like I didn't even know if that was a game. <laughs> like I know all the other things are games. I didn't know that one existed. So should I, should I go and give the answer? Of course. So uh, the actual answer here was Rocket Slime HD. That is not a thing that is coming out uh, in the next few months. Not just March. Some of these are even going to the summer. World Conquer X is actually a strategy game based during World War II that is coming out for Nintendo Switch on March 8th. And speaking of the Nintendo Switch, I think that's a great way to segue into our topic for today, after all. So, our main topic around the Switch is going to be that its one-year anniversary, March 3rd, is coming up next weekend. And so we kind of want to do a discussion session on how the first year went, uh, from the initial release trailer on it to the, um, the, the, uh... Press conference? Yes, thank you, sorry. The press conference on that, and then its uh, release as well. And then uh, going from there, we'll talk a little bit about how its first year in terms of sales and games went. And then a little kind of a looking to the future and hopes kind of bit. Now, something I should mention here as well with this, uh, we're, we're switching things up a bit with this, but this is going to be more of kind of our personal take on all this. You know, of course, there's going to be the factual stuff and whatnot, but no, we aren't here to talk about news. We're here to talk about, you know, what made the Switch important to us. Even you, Kenton, even though I know you don't personally own a Switch currently. So we're going to start off at the late October 2016, or late October-November window. Yes. Switch reveal trailer. Yes. What were your impressions when you first saw that? Uh, let's start start with our guests. Uh, Kenton, would you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I remember when I saw that, it was... Um... It was a little bit jarring to see Nintendo in such a different light, I suppose. But they, it looked like they were having so much fun with it that it was, um, it, it, it really made me think, like, hmm, you know, this, this could finally be the thing that Nintendo needs to break through again. But I wasn't, like a lot of people, I was not fully convinced of the things that it could do, and of course all the specs. And um, <clears throat> I think the thing that 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 kind of uh, weirded me out the most was just the name, the Switch. I mean, because, you know, you, you looked at the thing and you're like, okay, of course it's going to be called the Switch, and they couldn't really think of anything better. But I'm like, I don't know, it, it, it just seemed so non-Nintendo, I suppose. But it still left a positive, uh, positive taste in my mouth. It left a positive impact on me. Would you say it was a better title than the Wii U 2? Uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like they could have just gone with the whole joke of like, "Hey guys, remember the Wii U?" and just cut, kept going with that. I still would have bought it. If it. I mean, I mean, I still would have wanted to buy it had it been called the Wii U too. What, what about you, Snorzy? What 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 were your thirst? What were your first reactions to the Nintendo Switch trailer back in twenty sixteen? Um. Well, I was in school whenever the trailer came out, so I was like at the end of class, looked at my phone, saw it, I watched it. I remember sitting there, and I knew that change was coming in Nintendo. The first thing I noticed with the ad is it looked like a serious ad for the Nintendo Switch, not just a... Like, near the end, or even in the beginning of Wii U trailers, it was just full of, like, little kids kind of just doing dumb things, like at the store buying Amiibo with their moms or something. And you have the guy from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, for some, I remember that one. Amiibo. 
I remember the in the like, Stranger Things really in there. Yes, uh, yeah. in the. Oh, wow. In the Amiibo commercial, he's the guy who goes like, oh, it's Donkey Kong, is gonna be bananas. That's him. Oh my god. I remember just sitting there, and I watched the advertisement, and I thought about it, and I was like, this looks really good. Like, I like the music in the background, and, like, a lot of Nintendo Switch commercials just made it seem too... It made it... The best way to describe it is, the NES in the 1980s was kind of advertised as, like, a toy towards children. And I thought Nintendo kind of grown out of that whenever N64 and Wii came around. Uh, Most definitely. In N64, GameCube, Wii, they kind of like grown out of that. But with Wii U, they were like, hey, it's for kids again. And people who are like trying to get the next console, that's why they would look at it and be like, well, I don't want this console. And they just go to Xbox One, and they would also go to... And they would all they do is show, show off like Xbox... No, not Xbox, like their own Nintendo games, but not really showing off any third party. But one of the things for in sure. the Switch trailer is they showed off Skyrim for the Nintendo Switch. I think they showed off Rocket League, which was a really... Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, I think they that. actually showed that during the part where they're like sitting at the park table or whatever. Though I, do, though I feel like with a lot of the third party stuff, that really didn't come out till closer till launch, you know, where you, know, you got that presentation in January of that year. So, so Rose, what were your first impressions with the, with, with the Switch trailer, the the first one, twenty sixteen, I lost my goddamn fucking mind. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. My favorite thing about the Wii U was its gamepad. The fact that I could play Wind Waker curled up in my bed, systems like across the room. I don't have to hook it up to a TV. I like I was sick in bed at the time, and I'm just mm -hmm. I'm curled up playing one of my favorite GameCube games in bed was amazing. Right. And then to actually see that like. They pretty much made iteration two and like yeah. let it let you take it farther than just your bed or bedroom and actually like go out and walk around, go to work with it, go to school with it was amazing. I was so hyped about its potential. Most definitely. I'll be honest though, I was kind of on the fence about the switch when I saw the trailer. Because my first response was, Oh, it's the Wii U but just the gamepad, right? Yeah. And Keep in mind, I bought the Wii U the year it launched. Yeah. And with that, I was like, well, this is cool, and I love Nintendo, Nintendo stuff, but I wasn't really sold on it. Like, I was interested, but not sold with the Switch trailer, right? I thought it was cool, but I merely just, but literally in my mind, I was like, so is this going to be Wii U Part 2? And yeah. I guess with that, it's a good point. For us to kind of uh, segue into more of that launch window. Who remembers that massive ass live streamed Nintendo Switch presentation Nintendo did back in January of that year? I oh yeah, I remember I, that I was my whole life. night. So Yeah. Like, I thought that was crazy because like, I know that's a big thing for companies to do, but I'd never really seen Nintendo do something. That felt like something straight out of like, not like, Mo I know Apple's famous for that, but like, you know, the old school Apple ones where like Steve Jobs would come out, like, you know, there'd be like big, it reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what did y'all think about just kind of quick thoughts on, on the January Switch presentation last year? Like, did that get you hyped? So when you were talking about how you weren't really sold by the first one, I, I feel like I could comment on that by saying that I felt the same way. But then when it was when the press or um, the, like the press conference kind of turned into presentation thing that happened in January, that was the thing that ultimately sold me. Everything looked 
pretty amazing. And even though the whole thing with the um, HD Rumble and the Joy-Con Boys meme was a uh, mm-hmm. was a little uh, <clears throat> was a little wacky, like it it, it still looked uh, like super fun. And uh, I I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of the specific thing that I think got me into it. I think it was when they first showed off Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. Because at at the time I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, all of these um these extra things look super cool and I feel like they're 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 really kind of pushing it as this um millennial party favor almost. Mm-hmm. But then when they when they showed off uh some of the games as well and Splatoon too because I'm kind of a closet Splatoon fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um like uh, I, I'm like okay, so they're also still focusing it to have um, some really killer games. So that's when I feel like it, it it definitely pushed me over the edge. And my my roommate and I uh, were watching that night, and we we just we just flipped out. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. No, Snorzy, how about you? What 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 did you think? Did did you watch the presentation when it first aired? I didn't watch it until later, and um. I'm not gonna lie, like Nintendo Switch's lineup at first, I was only, I only, I wasn't really excited for much except for Zelda. But for every Nintendo console, I know that, like, the games at launch are not going to be the only games that come out for the system. Like, there's always gonna be the next, like, Mario Sunshine, which I love, or Mario Galaxy, or like Twilight, one on Twilight Princess was launched at all. Uh, no, for sure. Like, there's always going to be games that come out for the console that are going to, like, definitely make the console, but won't come out at launch because they need to, like, be formatted for the console later in its lifetime. So even though I knew that, like, not men- not much was going to be coming out at launch, I knew much more was coming later. Sure. Yeah. But what about you, Rose? Um, I, I found the press conference was really nice to, like, learn more of the features of the Switch. However... By that point the press conference came out, we already kind of knew all the information that was released in the press conference, except for a few game announcements that they dropped there. And the HD Rumble wasn't announced until there as well. Uh, the HD Rumble was mentioned in a, a press briefing in late December, which led into the conference. So I, I kept, like, I was very really yeah. hyped about the system, so I kept my ear to the ground on, like, all the details and rumors and leaks and stuff, right? Um, so the press conference to me was not as exciting as the original announcement that just kind of blew my mind a bit, Mm -hmm. but what was nice about it was it at least confirmed the feature set of the Switch and, like, nailed down exactly all of the details and questions that people had, Right. which, uh, gave me more confidence about the system. For sure. I also, you're touching your note on the, uh, the kind of appleization of them actually doing a press conference like that. Yeah. I actually liked that move. It, uh, so it made it, it made it feel very mature. It made it feel like um, they were targeting a mature audience that likes to get their information, like a dump of information like that from yeah. a big press conference. So I liked it. It was good. Sa- same here. Like, I could really appreciate, like, the way the press conference was, like, it had silly parts. Like, you know, the guy yeah. dressed up like, no, one of the the what are they inklings from yeah Spl- the the Splatoon two yeah shape tried to form himself into it was like, really cute it was a little cringy that yep. part but like I, I felt like part, on the whole honestly. like the entire thing it felt like they were treating their audience like adults yeah which I get it's a press conference you got if you're live streaming you got to simultaneously give it to your prospective buyers 
and something that will please the shareholders. Yeah. But also, I wasn't sold in the Switch still, and I'll be honest. In fact, uh, when we talk about launch in a sec, I'll mention how I did not buy a Switch or feel compelled to for at least six months afterwards. Mm-hmm. But one reason, one thing that captivated me from that, that I thought really interests me, was when they got the when they got uh, what was it that the EA guy on on stage there, right? Yeah. Because I think EA is crap. I don't care for their games, yeah. but they are a major third party, and that did make me kind of regain some hope of Nintendo. And then launch came, and I was disappointed with the launch lineup. Let's talk about launch. Uh, you had Zelda, which was also on Wii U. In fact, to this day, Breath of the Wild on Wii U is my version of Breath of the Wild. There was 1-2 Switch, there was Bomberman, and then there were some eShop tiles. Like, I think Fast RMX was out there. There was Fast RMX, there was was, uh, two Shovel Knights, there was one for just Spectre Knight, and then there was the Shovel Knight collection. And then there was, I can't remember the, the Square Enix title, but it was a little, like, indie... Not indie, but uh, it was an RPG, yeah. turn base. I can't remember its name off the top of my head, unfortunately. Was Snipper Clips launch? Snipper Clips. Yes. Snipper Clips. It was. It, it was. It wasn't launch. Yes. It was uh, the launch week after. So I believe Switch came out third. Snipper Clips dropped uh, on twelfth. Oh, eh, might as well be. Might as well be launch. <laughs> what, what did y'all One think? Second, I just got a cough here. <coughs> No, fine. I'm keeping that in. I'm, but, I'm, on, I'm on a tail end of a cold. Oh, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, were, were y'all sold at launch? Because I've already mentioned I wasn't sold at oh, launch. Man. But I know some people like Wood from Beat-Em-Ups who actually live-streamed waiting in line, like finding what was potentially the last unreserved Nintendo Switch in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Like, were, were you sold? Like, I, I had no desire to go and reserve one at that point. But what about you guys? Well, um, considering launch, do you guys mind if I talk about when I went to the launch event uh, here in Los Angeles? Because I feel like it would uh, kind of go. Absolutely. It, it would help explain my thoughts about uh, how I felt as soon as I was actually given like hands-on experience. So um, I remember when uh, when uh, when I was there, and this was a thing that they were just giving tickets out for free yes. on their Facebook for. So. Um, it wasn't like it was any sort of press thing. It was mainly just for the public, I think. And uh, uh, I'm I'm not sure if you guys also mentioned Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as one of the launch titles because I, I don't know if it was launched, but I feel like even if it wasn't, it came out soon after anyway. Um, uh, so no, that's that's definitely not launched. It came out April 30th. That one and yeah. Snipper Clips yeah. were there, um, and they had a. Uh, they had like this this kind of crazy glass booth for um, one two switch, um, and then they and then the the huge line was pe- all the people waiting to play um, Breath of the Wild and uh, I think when I realized like how much fun you could really have as a group with some of the games like Splatoon two and um, e- even though uh, one two switch kind of gets boring quickly. I still had fun playing it with like random strangers there. I felt like it was really pushing the multiplayer aspect, and considering that I'm in an environment right now because I'm I'm a student where I feel like yeah you could have a lot of um, multiplayer interactions. It would it would be gr- I felt like it would be great for me, and so uh, after just having tons of fun and mm-hmm. noting that the the portability was a thing, especially because I can't have a a, a full on TV like I. 
I, as I'm sitting here right now, I'm just looking at my my uh, like my my little shelf on top of my desk. But uh, it I I was quote sold, yeah. but the only reason why I chose to not get it was because um, I'm just someone who doesn't have a lot of time to play video games in general anymore. So and that that's not a fault of Nintendo's at all. For so sure. I, I feel like that's that was the thing that those are the things that sold me, followed by my my kind of unfortunate and specific reason why I didn't get it. For sure. Though, I mean, what, what do you think when you ultimately got to play it in a more casual position? What, did, did you get a chance to play it before uh, Christmas with Colin, Elliot, and I last yeah, year? Yeah, because I played it there at that event, and it was, I mean, the system felt pretty sturdy. I mean, I know there were a lot of people saying, like, oh, it's kind of cheap, but when I was holding it, it I, I mean, for for a portable system, it felt really good. And, you know, I, I played breath of the wild on the big screen for about 20 minutes and it, it felt amazing. So, um, I was, I was most certainly impressed by it. And, uh, I think, you know, with Nintendo and their, and their style of games, especially the Bomberman game, holy crap, that doesn't need that much processing power at all. And it's, and it was amazingly fun. It reminded me of some of the more classic Bomberman games actually, which are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, book brand Bom- Bomberman. Unless you're playing, uh, what was it, Act Zero on the 360? It's the way you cut it. But what about you, Snorzy? What did you think of the Switch at launch, and did you buy one then, or did you wait off? Um. Well, I didn't really have the option of buying one at launch. I had to wait, and like, because where I live, every Nintendo Switch was like sold out at launch. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel like reserving one, honestly. I just wanted to see its lineup build up. So I didn't get a Nintendo Switch until about August of last year. And I got mine for $400 at a convention. But it came with Breath of the Wild, Just Dance, Lego City Undercover. Uh, what currency you bought? Oh. Because the Switch is $400 in general in Canada, I should mention. We kind of got fucked with the price. Wait, four, 400, 400 American dollars. Right. 400 US dollars. Uh, what, what game did you get with it? You mentioned Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild, Legacy Undercover, Just Dance, and Has Been Heroes. I have oh, I've played Breath of the Wild the most out of any of those. Just Dance, probably second. Has Been Heroes, I played for like a day and was like, okay, this is kind of boring. And I have not played any of Legacy Undercover. It's good. It's a lot of fun. It's Grand Theft Lego. It's decent, but it's not in my taste. Yeah, so I can understand. I feel like you really have to just enjoy the the Lego aesthetic and the style of the Lego games in general, or else it's it's like, well, I could just be playing GTA. Exactly. Like I've only liked one of the Lego games, but but Lego, that reminds me. Well, yeah, was, for me it was Star uh, Harry Wars. Potter, actually, for me it was Star Wars. I like the Lego well. Star Wars. Lego Star Wars is a good time. But getting back on there, Rose, you bought yours at launch. I. Didn't buy mine at launch. I bought mine like a week or two after launch. See, the issue for me is they were sold out. Yeah. I bought mine off a of scalper. You, how much, you paid 500 you said? I paid 500 Canadian for my Did you scalp you? Okay, so... You, well, yeah, because Canadian price is 400 and I paid an extra $100. So so that, that so that's getting additionally screwed on top of how Nintendo's already screwing you for, for living in Canada. To be fair, though, in Canada, Switch being at $400 doesn't include the tax, which would be on top of that, which would have been about $450, and then also he delivered it to my house. Okay, that's pretty nice. So, I mean, to pay $500 for that, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll, 
I'll just give myself the excuse, I paid shipping, I paid shipping. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, and I, also I bought Zelda ahead of time. I actually got Zelda before the Switch, because the demand for the Switch was so high. I have a friend who so actually idea. bought Zelda, like, with his, like, he bought a Switch, I think, like, a month after launch, and he didn't have Zelda, so he bought it off eBay, and when he, yeah. not eBay, it might have been eBay or Amazon, but, like, when he checked where it got delivered, it got delivered to Houston. Oh, hey, that's where oh, Or used to live. That sucks. But he doesn't live in Houston, obviously. So he was just like, yeah, I bought a copy of Zelda online. And some guy in Houston got it. Nice. I'm not getting that copy of Zelda. I wish I had some I'm like, well, that's... I have to go anywhere in Houston. Uh, as for me, what was weird with it is... So I've been vic living in Victoria for a few years now, but... Uh, it was only earlier last year that I finally moved out of the university dorms and into a, 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 a townhouse of my own. And... From there, uh, as kind of like, I know it's going to sound stupid, but like as a housewarming gift to myself, because it's like, well, I'm already putting a lot down for the place and whatnot. I guess I'll get myself a Switch as well, especially since I had some money set down. But I was like, how am I going to find one? And I feel like this was before they announced the Super Mario Odyssey bundle. So at this point, I kind of felt like, well, if I don't get one now, by the time Odyssey gets released, it's just... Not going to happen. Rose, what, what are you doing with the camp? Just in the camera, because I'm off screen a little bit when I stand. Oh. That might be and, a little too you high. you should stand as well, because you're squeaking a lot. Okay, and then I guess oh, I I'll stand. <laughs> this is the first episode. Alright, so, welcome back to Jazzercise. Welcome back to Squeaky Chairs. Take a, take a Alright, but anyways... For every time someone donates next time, these two have to stand up and God. sit down. If, 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 someone, squeak, squeak. If, if someone, like, randomly wants to send us money, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll do Jazzercise. We'll do a stream. But, what I was what like... was that no, Japanese Jazzercise thing? No, Jazzercise was a thing from the 80s, 80s where it's like, jazz music and exercise. And yeah, was it 80s, 90s? The whole, like, get yeah, but, like but back on the Switch, um... One of the big things with this Switch for me was Mario Odyssey. So I went down, I went to EB Games, at, it's the one in the Bay Center in Victoria, BC, for those who are wondering. Copy that. And I went in there, and I was like, do you have any Switches in stock? It's like, no, but the delivery truck is dropping off five and a half an hour. So I went up to the food oh, court, man. I got myself a burger, and I went back down, and I just saw a little delivery guy, you know, come out with some boxes, like... Yeah, so I literally weighed outside, went in, I was like, yeah, give, give me one of those Switches. Give me one of those Switches. And actually, the funniest thing is, <coughs> uh, there's that SNES Classic I got that I'm giving away uh, on my, my personal channel for when I hit 5,000 subscribers. I did the same damn thing with that. I went and it's like, hey, do you have any SNES Classics or something like that? It's like, we're getting them in an hour. So I went... <laughs> Ran some errands, came back, and I was like, do you have it? And it's like, yeah, we got them in five minutes ago. I was like, great, I'll take one. See, that's yes. crazy. Like, I, I, f I feel like if that were to happen somewhere, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been to Victoria before, so I know it's not the most barren place in yeah. the world, but I, I feel like if you were in a busier place, yeah. like, you know, as soon as they said, oh, hey, we're going to have these in a little bit, you just have to, like, stand in line there until they had them or else someone else would come and get them first. I mean, that's, that's awesome, honestly, More. that you could just grab a burger and, <laughs> and get your Switch. For sure. I mean, granted, it was like, what, I think it was like a Tuesday afternoon or something, so it wasn't that bad. But also, like, I definitely feel like if I was in Vancouver or something, 
that that would have been an issue. Grand Victoria's a big gamer city, but yeah, I actually want to bring up a fun fact to kind of thing. So. Yeah. In Victoria, we have a couple EB games, but there's only one that does, like, the midnight release kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to the midnight release for Mario Odyssey. Really? And so did I. uh, The midnight release at the Hillside Mall in Victoria was the second largest uh, crowd in Canada for the midnight release in all the EB games across Canada, except for Toronto. Toronto beat out Victoria. But who wants to go to Toronto? But, like, that's crazy that, like, our island of just Victoria, like, out-populated EB Games compared to, like, Vancouver and stuff. Like, to put that in perspective, we're a city of 60,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, so we are huge. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, not even Montreal? No, not no, not Montreal. And we, we have the addition of uh, being, a get, get bit, I guess, a bit more coastal as well. Yeah. So, I guess, getting back on topic and, you know, moving away from the Canadian... Uh, demographics. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, but uh, and let me tell you about the about the, the launch of Newfoundland. Eh? But hey, hey, that's our word. No. Huh? <laughs> uh, so I guess before we break and before we go for our, our little ad music break, which we're doing a little differently for this first uh, episode, how do you think the Nintendo Switch now stacks up to how it was at launch? Um. Hmm. Well. I think that the the number of games that Nintendo said were going to be released for it eventually was not quite lived up to. But there have been quite a few good gems, such as uh, Mario and Rabbids, which I've, I've heard is good, but um, personally I'm just uh, not that very good at the uh, RTS games. So I'm not sure I would be too mm-hmm. big a fan of that one. But um, I don't know, and I think... With uh, Microsoft and Sony pretty much focusing all their efforts into uh, making the most um, uh, like powerful and expensive systems possible, yeah. they um, the Nintendo Switch is probably going to fall behind on that a little easily. But I feel like uh, because of its um, portability and just the way that it's it's still being kind of heavily marketed, it's um it's going to do pretty good for itself. As long as Nintendo pushes more games and maybe doesn't focus on things like Labo, which, I mean, I don't know, it's... it's That that, that kind of thing made me I'm question of... why they're... Uh, I, mean, I mean, what they're really pouring their efforts into. Well, I actually wanted to touch Labo a little bit. And we uh, can the second half. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion on Labo after the break. Yes, but Snorzy, what, what, how do you think that the Switch stacks up? Has it lived up to your expectations? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, what I, my, what I came into Nintendo Switch for was something that's way better than the Wii U. Because that thing... Huh. I just wanted to have... There was a couple of main things I wanted. I wanted a proper 3D Zelda game that had like the scope of a world... I could live up to, like, I don't want to say, like, Ocarina of Time standards, but, like, Wind Waker standards, minus water. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> I, it's just a lot. Wind Waker HD fixed that. Shout-out to Wii U for, like, the couple of good things that they did. Uh, I wanted a proper 3D Mario game, because the last time I had played, the last 3D Mario game that I had played that I was like, oh, yeah, I love, like, I love the controller for this. I love the platforming. Probably say Sunshine. I like Galaxy. I'm just not a fan of the Wiimote. I completely agree. And I wish they had... 
I wish they had given you the option, like, use GameCube controller on Galaxy, because I might be... I might like that game a bit more. And you if, could use the Pro Controller. I think Mario... You could... You, I mean, mm, I'm not a big fan of the, for you, uh, the Pro Controller. I can controller. respect that. You, you, you could use the Pro Controller on Mario Galaxy 1. I don't think you could on 2, either. Isn't the GameCube controller adapter com- uh, Switch compatible? Uh, 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 we're talking Mario Galaxy, so we. Oh, oh, I thought he said Odyssey. Odyssey, no, Galaxy. No, Odyssey's fine. Oh, no, as I say, I, I don't think that there's. Anyways, so and I wanted to be able to play some like my favorite games on the go. Like personally, I'm I'm a really big Tetris fan. Like that's probably one of yes. my like top top Hard game series. Tetris. I love playing Tetris. And the fact that like Puyo Puyo Tetris is on oh, the Switch God, and I can so just play it on. I need to pick I up a copy for myself. I actually like, picked up. Like the uh, other day, on Saturday, I as soon as I got off work, I went to GameStop. No, no, I wasn't off work. I went to lunch with somebody, and as soon as I was done, I uh, I went to GameStop, and I was like, oh, let me see what they have. I had a rewards card that the person gave me, for, like, because I hadn't seen them in a long time, and they got me a Christmas gift, and it was just a $50 GameStop gift card. Yeah. And I went to GameStop and I was like, oh, I wonder what I can get. And the two games I've been wanting the most, which are 1 2 Switch and Poyo Poyo Tetris. Oh. Oh 1 2 God. Switch, one, two Switch is crap. I, no, yeah. I like it. I like playing with friends. Uh, like, I like the novelty of it. It's just, it's really not worth the price. I wish that was a pack. Yeah, it really, they really can't sell that for $60. Base Raiders on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I got it for. Th- Okay, it's going to sound dumb. Let me check. I have, like, the box, like, right next to me. I got it. Um, I guess with that, Rose, how do you think it's stacked up? What was the question in particular? Well, how do you think the Switch, uh, then and now, how do you then think it now? stacks up? Um, there, there's a few uh, unfulfilled promises, such as the online setup and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. Being out. Um, the lack of video chat, or voice chat in general, and the online games hurts it a little bit in my opinion friend code suck but outside of that the the games that have come out on the platform there has been some real heavy hitters like it's like i can't think of a single system that had two or more um titles drop in its first year and also be game of the year contenders most definitely which is ridiculous for a launch system. Oh, yeah. Uh, or a system launch first this year. Because, like, with uh, with Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild dropping in the first year of a system like that, that is a crazy good year. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, Kenton, I remember you said how you were kind of disappointed with the number of tiles that were released. Mm-hmm. But I think, even though I'm one who... I've, I never feel like I own a game of it, just have it digitally... If we're taking the eShop into account here, the Switch more than surpassed how many titles I expected. Yeah, that's true. Like, physical releases, I would have liked some more, for sure. And I would have liked less bait-and-switch titles, and we'll go into what I mean by that since in a, second Since half. I'm more of a portable fan, I always think about the 3DS, because, like, the 3DS, when it launched, yeah. didn't oh, have God. a lot of games, and... It took, like, a year before they started actually putting, like, retail releases on the eShop or any approved indie games in the eShop. So, like, it was sparse and dry for, like, the first year and a half on 3DS. Mm-hmm. And then when you compare that to the Wii U being roughly the same, and then you compare that to the Switch actually having games in its first year, yeah, I'm so happy with its progress yeah. so far. 
And just, I'll, I'll touch on this more in the second half, but Mario Odyssey, and I say this to someone, you know, you know, Kenton, you know how much I love Sonic Mania, especially since you got me that Sonic Mania record for Christmas. That was going to be my game of the year until Mario Odyssey came out. And I think on that, it's not really a bombshell, on that point, I think it's time that we uh, segue, that we take a bit of a, a small, what, just a few minute break. So any final things, uh, one last point y'all would like to ask before we end off the first half of tonight's episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just considering like, oh, okay, sorry. Um, I, I'm just kind of glad that we got a Sonic game on a Nintendo console anyway. No. <laughs> but um, you got a good one and a bad one. I guess one. the one last thing is that... Hey, I like forces. <laughs> mm, maybe we can save that for next time. But uh, <laughs> if, uh, if we're talking just any more things that, uh, to mention really quickly, I guess... The lack of virtual console is a little bit upsetting, but I, with all the focus they've been putting into the eShop, it's not too bad. For sure. And Snorzy? I just wanted to say that I found the prices on those games. Yep. Yeah. I I got my 1-2 Switch for 36 and my Puyo Puyo for not even 23 Benefits That's of waiting. not bad because the Steam release that just came out for Puyo Puyo like this week is 25 so that's not bad. And then for some reason, EB is still trying to milk $80 off of new versions of 1-2-Switch, and that ain't happening. Yeah. I got mine pre-owned. Walmart's, are, pre-owned Walmart's already dropped the price. There's some used game stores in town that are already dropping the price on 1-2-Switch. Hell, even the digital copy of 1-2-Switch has a drop in price, like base price, not sale. Right. So, I mean, EB's always been kind of slow to the curve on that sometimes. Sure. Any final thing you want to ask before we segue? Um, no, I think we're good. I think we could go into say, into our break now. For sure. Then in that case, uh, we'll be back talking about more Nintendo Switch goodness after this small break. So stay tuned when we're back on tonight's episode of Stuff We Say. So for tonight, instead of doing a traditional ad break, we wanted to let you know, who are your hosts? So... You have me, I'm Rose, aka at Rose Cuddles on Twitter. Um, I do indie art and I've been part of the local game dev scene for a couple of years. I've also worked with some um, abroad kind of indie dev scenes as well. And I attend a lot of game jams and such like that. Basically, game development as a hobby is my jam. And then as for me, uh, I'm James Christensen. I run the YouTube channel Stuff We Play, along with being a writer for BagelGames.com and also just being a general freelance writer and video editor slash filmographer and yeah this is i guess from the title stuff we say i guess not not really a spinoff but definitely very much so associated with stuff we play but yeah. it's more of a community setting for us to all get together and talk about the stuff that we love and we have james here he is basically the main showrunner of this podcast um, this was kind of his brainchild. He got a few ideas from people, and he's starting to collaborate a bunch of YouTubers together for this. So we will have a rotational cast of hosts, James being mostly the headliner for most of the podcast. But um, it's not to undersell you at all. Because no, no, you've, of you've, not. Because everything from the lights to the setup to even helping me through things, like when my, my MacBook that this is being recorded on just crashed on us, that has been Rose, along with being, I guess, the voice of reason here. I've been tech support. Yay! And I've been uh, emotional support? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but regardless, I hope you, you're enjoying the show, and let's get on to the second half. Mm-hmm. 
So we are back on this pilot episode of Stuff We Say. How's everyone doing? Is everyone still doing good tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah. And in part two, we're going to be going into um, a little bit more of our Switch discussion, and then we're going to go into another segment after that. Yes. So to continue on from before, we ended off part one by saying Nintendo Switch, then and now, what we thought. And, and some aspects had lived up to our expectations, and some had failed to meet them. But what? But let's go into more in-depth on the ma most major aspect of this console. The most major aspect of any console, and that's the games. So, what were your thoughts on the games as a whole for the Switch? Rose, let's start with you. Um, well, I would like to just say that, like, I've never had the experience before where building kind of a game of the year, or, like, top 10 game of the year list being primarily off of one system. And it's not like I played just the Switch. I, I played, I got a PS4 this same year and I played a lot of great games on it. I played a lot of PC games still as well. But the Switch just hit it out of the park. <laughs> I mean, I got to play Disgaea 5. Mm -hmm. I could have gotten that on the PS4, but I ended up opting for the Switch because since it's an RPG, it's portable. Mm -hmm. That was phenomenal. And then, like, there was, the, of course, the flagship games, such as Zelda and Mario, which were amazing as well. So, I feel like Nintendo hit it out of the park on either making great games for the system or securing great third-party titles for it, too. For sure. What about you guys? What do you think? Snorzy? Um, I think the Switch more than, like, lived up to my expectations. But I guess, like, in retrospective, I guess my expectations from Nintendo were low. Due to uh, the Wii U. I think... Sure. And what about you, okay. Kenton? Oh, Snores and I was just going to say I really like the game lineup. And this is like the first time that I actually have thought like, oh, I wonder what's going to game of the year. Like for the past couple of years, I've been like, oh yeah, Overwatch is getting game of the year. Or I think The Witcher 3 got game of the year last time. Yeah. Yeah. And like that that's, that's one other thing. I've never seen one company drop more than one game in a year that's a game of the year contender like we for had in 2017 for sure like yeah I, i'd say there's probably three games from nintendo last year that could have that could have been anyone's game of the year in my opinion mm. what what about you kenton if you say sonic forces well uh, i said nintendo i, I said i like sonic forces not that was my game of the year do not as i say words. that that might not be i think that'd be like Worse than you. I also liked <laughs> OC Generator 2017. Hey, let, let me finally let my dream of being a Sonic the Hedgehog OC. Yep. So, Kenton, what do you think of for all furry porn aside? Um, well, even as someone who doesn't really own a Switch, I still feel like they um, they did a decent job in getting their really good first-party titles out. I, um, and now that I know that they're... Um, in the process of making another Metroid Prime game, I'm pretty happy about that. Although I feel like by now there should have at least been something Animal Crossing related that wasn't like the mobile version, even though the mobile version was good. So I'm a little bit disappointed on that. But the fact that um, uh, Breath of the Wild, which um, I played over at a friend's house, and it's it's super engaging and it's amazing, and um, uh, Mario Odyssey, which I've just seen so many great things about, I I feel like that the fact that those two came out in um in 2017 is um it, it just it completely defied the the like kind of nintendo precedent of having only like one huge hit per year and also um 
I like the fact that they're kind of bringing some other um, some other franchises back into the limelight, like Sonic with Sonic Mania and Forces, I still liked Forces. and as well as um, uh, like like Snorzy was mentioning earlier, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, and um, and then there was a there, there was one other game that was um, that that seemed like pretty good as just kind of a a casual experience. I forget what it was called, but you have to oh. switch all the the tiles to a certain color. I, I I remember I remember which game you're talking about. I do not recall the title off the top of my head. Othello? No. No. Um, it was like this Bomberman, <laughs> but with color type thing. Oh, interesting. And it's weird because the Switch, as I said, three games I, I could potentially say, for a lot of people were Game of the Year. There was, of course, Breath of the Wild. There was Mario Odyssey, which was my personal Game of the Year. And I don't know why... But I feel like Doom on the Switch was a game of the year for a lot of people, just because I feel like a lot of people like Doom had been their game of the year when the, it was on PS4, and just playing that portably did a lot for them. The port of Doom on the Switch is impressive. Like I cannot believe that that game is on a portable system and performing at a fairly consistent and pretty rate that it can be on what is essentially a glorified tablet. <laughs> For sure. So I'm I'm a little bit awestruck by that. The other game that kind of gobsmacked me a bit with that was uh, the Skyrim port and all of its DLC. Yeah, that's nice. Being on that's one really nice. That yeah. was crazy. Like I never played Skyrim before, or at least I, I I played it a little bit, but not serious. I didn't really get into it. I own it on PC and stuff. I maybe put like five hours into the game total on the PC at that point. When I picked it up on the Switch, because I could take it on the go, I could do the grinding during my downtime and stuff like that, I put in like a solid 80 hours into that game, and I love it. I see why people love Skyrim so much now, and it took the Switch to show that to me. And I think that's something to mention as well, because with me, I'm a very busy person now. I'm a student, and I work, and you know, for the next month at least, along with doing my freelance stuff, I'm also working a day job as yeah. a total... So with that, I don't get a lot of time to game. So a lot of my gaming that I don't do that's not for the channel is either on my Switch or my 3DS, and I'm playing it either on the bus, tour from class or university, or just on my breaks when I'm not working on something. And if it weren't for the Switch, I don't think I would have been able to experience games like Mario Odyssey or games like when I borrowed Puyo Puyo Tetris from a buddy of mine or Troll tro and I. Kind of shit, but <laughs> I guess with that, we should. I was going to do the best and worst, but let's go start off with the worst. What was the I, worst game on the Nintendo Switch so far? Like, which game really grinded your gears and pissed you off? Uh, Kenton, let's start with you just from what you've seen. Hmm, from what I've seen, um, I don't know. I feel like, in terms of physical releases, there haven't there hasn't been that much, uh, shovelware and uh, i know we've we've ragged on sonic forces enough already and <clears throat> the fact that it came out for switch but it's a good thing that they at least released it on there and I, i'm not i'm not gonna shit on them too much so let's see like legitimately the worst game i feel like that came out for switch um i mean the, the I... minecraft switch edition i mean there wasn't really a whole lot added to it so it it doesn't, doesn't like seem that. like a very good port really i mean like what what's there that's not in the xbox 360 port and that's like a 
yeah. almost yeah. Uh, what six years um, old now. So well, this, I feel that too. Since like you got all those like what was it that special Nintendo map? Have you got the Wii U version? Yeah, the the skin pack thing that they brought out and the crossover thing map as well. Hooray! Um, however. On the note of Minecraft, though, I am looking forward to the Switch getting the Better Together update and actually being cross-platform compatible with Xbox One, Mobile, and Windows 10 editions. Yeah, that's nice. Because that, I feel, is going to do a lot for me. Because, like, I'll be able to host on my computer, take the save world over to my Switch, take that on the go, do multiplayer with my friends on the go and stuff. Like, that's when I feel like Minecraft will actually be worthwhile to me on the Switch. Until then, it, I kind of agree. It wasn't, it wasn't super worth it. What about you, Snorzy? What, yeah. what, what was? That, let's give this a, a, you know, a nice title for Ring. What's the sh- the shittiest of the Switch? Or I guess if we want to get get past YouTube, the 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 shoddiest of the Switch. Shoddiest of the Switch. Oh God. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't want to. I can't even think of a Switch game that I've played that is bad. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've am i played this one before. I don't own it, but I've played it because my friend owns it. It's W... It's the 2K18 WWE 2K18 oh, game. Oh, shit, that was bad. Yeah, that was... I, I, I actually... Okay, I am a sort of fan. I don't really keep up with it nowadays, but I used to be like a really big fan of WWE, yeah. and I like yeah. the wrestling games. I think that they're really good. I think there's games out there like, there's a lot of games that are really fun. Nowadays, they're kind of getting meh. But I think they're adding more to them that makes them better. And I remember just seeing 2K18 on Switch, and I was like, what are we doing? I mean, I don't think it was a bad idea. I just think it was... Just badly executed? Yeah, very badly executed. And <laughs> I don't, like, I don't think a lot of wrestling fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to get this on the Switch. Yeah, I don't see a big market for it there. And, like, I wholeheartedly agree on that. Because that was a game I was low-key interested in. Because even though I'm not huge into wrestling anymore, uh, I played all of the N64 wrestling games as a kid. Particularly, I remember... I forget if it had a subtitle, but I remember it was SmackDown vs. Raw on N64. And I remember always playing that. I was like, oh, maybe this, since I can take it on the go, this will be my chance to get back into wrestling games, even though... I'm not really into wrestling itself anymore. Mm. And when I saw just how garbage the Switch version was, no, I absolutely had to pass. Though it's not the game I'd say is worse than the Switch. <coughs> that goes wholeheartedly to Troll and I, which admittedly was a pretty interesting idea for a puzzle platformer, but also it's the only Switch game where uh, I, pu- I got the game new and the Switch just had trouble reading the cartridge and... Like, randomly, the game would just crash while I was playing it. And it's like, who who the hell thought this was good optimization? That person should be fired. Out of a cannon. Also, like, real Into quick, who brought up the uh, the color game earlier? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, the it, Project Mechadu. It, it, wait, the one with the tiles and the colors? Yeah, it's called Battle Sports Mechadu. I looked it up, it's just called Flip Wars. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, wait. the American version. Oh, I somehow oh, found the Japanese title. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, I guess, though, I mean, I w- let, let's go into a high note from there, though. What was the best of the Switch? And I think, is it all going to be one of the three titles I mentioned now, earlier? I, I have to ask a very particular question for this. 
Are we talking about the best of the Switch up until the end of 2017? Or are we talking about the best of the Switch up until this coming weekend, its first year, December 3rd, I mean, March 3rd? Since this video is going up after the one year, or this podcast, this song, this news, yeah. ESPN thing. <laughs> Sports Center. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- on th- this episode of, 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 st- of Stuff Center, I guess. Yeah. Um, what has been the best game in the first year of the Switch's launch? Mine's Mario Odyssey. Just to go on that super quick, it combines everything I love about classic Mario with a classic Banjo-Kazooie, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, Collect-a-Thon, and the N64, which felt both fresh and nostalgic without being pandering. It's the best Mario game ever made, in my opinion, and it's my favorite game on the Switch, and easily within my top five games of all time. What about y'all? Just so I get my spiel all the way. All right. So, for me... Um, physical release-wise, motherfucking Zelda. I've put almost three full playthroughs in that game. I'm on a fourth one. I'm at, like, nearly 400 total gameplay hours in that game. I just enjoy it mechanically. I also just like how zen it can be when you're just, like, walking along the landscapes and stuff like that. I've taken screenshots of the game so I can just draw from reference of those and stuff like that. I just enjoy the game a lot. However, it's not as much as I have enjoyed that game and put a lot of love and time into that game. Mm-hmm. It is not my favorite game on the Switch. Is it Golf Story? No, it is an indie though. My favorite game that is out on the Switch now is Celeste by Matt Thorson. Yep. Um, it is a hardcore indie platformer. Uh, it's very akin to like uh, Super Meat Boy. Oh, cool. And um, it has a story around the main character as she is climbing this difficult platforming level of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's also climbing through different emotional problems and anxieties as well. So it's a really charming tale as you get to go through all this progress. Right. Um, You come... uh, My favorite quote from the developer from a GDC talk they did was that they throw a lot of things at the players for them to learn and then at the end they kind of do like a little remix rehash of it all so that the player can see how far they've come and that is a good feeling not akin to climbing looking back at a mountain you climbed right so i've enjoyed it a lot also the art is on point and it has probably one of the best soundtracks i've heard from an indie game in a while most definitely what, what about you guys what would you say is the best of the switch Snorzy? Um, well, okay. Sorry. My favorite game is honestly Mario Odyssey. And I think it's probably followed by Zelda. But I'm not going to do either of those two since those have been talked about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say what my second favorite Nintendo Switch game is, which isn't even exclusive. It's Sonic Mania. So and cool. honestly, it's the reason why I thought, oh yeah, Sonic Mania is like one of my favorites. It's probably like one of my favorites of the year. Is because I remember just sitting down, like I'd seen the game. By the way, fifteen dollars on release is really good for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just sitting there and thinking, "Wow!" Like the the art's on point, the animation, the beginning's on point, the music. I don't think there's been a Sonic game that I could say has at least bad music. Mm-hmm. At least main Sonic games. Some of the handheld games are really bad in the soundtrack department, but I think Sonic Dark Mania Brother. has <laughs> great gameplay. I think Sonic Mania is the tightest Sonic gameplay of all of the Sonic games. It it was made by a team that wasn't Sega, which is unusual. 
Yeah. And it was made by a team of fans. And you could see all the love and care they put into that game. Like, it's a very solid Sonic game. Going on not, the, like, yeah, and that was on that best. Sonic hype. Going on the soundtrack. And the Sonic Forces fucked it up. Going on the soundtrack, by the way. The guy who made that is actually... He was a, a music remixer from YouTube called T-Lopes. I think he does, like... Uh, like the intro music for Some Call Me Johnny and whatnot. Yeah. And like his music is phenomenal. Like even the remix tracks from Mania, I'd say every single remix track in Mania is better than the original version of those songs. And I know there's going to be some Sonic fanboy out there who sends me a message of some sort, you know, just bitching at me about that. Yeah, but opens up I, a letter, fist in the face. So. Yeah, but I will stand by that. It is fantastic. And also what... Even though I like Forces, like I'll, I agree that Mania is probably my favorite Sonic game of all time, and it would only be better if it had a physical release. And to be fair, I remember seeing this meme that I would completely agree with, and this is what I'm going to say before I move on, and that's, uh, it was a picture of Sonic Forces, a picture of Sonic Mania, and Forces was like, like, Sonic Forces by Sonic Team. You know, a team of industry devs spent several years comparing you know, creating their magnum opus, and it was like Sonic Mania by, by you know, Christian Whitehead and Headcanon, and it was like a bunch of fanboys led by an Australian, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, which one's better? <laughs> Kenton, what about you? What's best to switch? Um, well, from the few things that I've played, Zelda has been absolutely phenomenal and addicting, and I'm just hoping that this summer I can finally just put some other stuff away and finally purchase it and spend a lot of time on it, but I feel like the 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 best thing to talk about would be how much they improved Splatoon when they released Splatoon 2. Because I remember mm-hmm. I, I tried out Splatoon because I really wanted to like just see what was so good about it. I didn't really see the appeal. And as I was playing it on the Wii U, just I think in the store as a demo, um, the motion controls on the gamepad were really off-putting to me, especially in the single-player mode. But I remember when I played it, uh, on the <clears throat> on the the tablet itself, um, because because we, there was just like a, a, a kind of a circle table of tablets at the Switch launch event, um, it was it was amazing, and and the controls were were like so much more intuitive. I feel like than it was on the gamepad, and every and just the uh, the way they've improved like sl- kind of slightly improved the graphics and the colors to make it so much more. Um, like pleasing to the eye has been amazing, and then even just playing it because I've played it on a an HD TV before too, and it and it just looks lovely. And I don't know, it, it really kind of yeah. brought me back into a genre that I've uh, been avoiding for a while because I'm not very good at it. But the fact that it can it can make it look so appealing and also so addicting is like it 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 really kind of touched my heart <laughs> to to no, put it that sure. way. And I think that's a great point to, I guess, go into our final thoughts. So there is one more game I'd like to mention first, since, Rose, you mentioned the indie first. And I would very like, quickly like to touch on Golf Story. Uh, I plug this game every chance I get, and I know my main channel, I'm starting to move away from the Switch stuff, being that that's only a personal choice, but in a lot of my Switch stuff, I bring this game up whenever I can. Golf Story is a golf RPG, and as someone who doesn't care for golf, but who loves an old-school-style RPG, this game... Golf Story has so much love, so much care, such a beautiful graphical style in it. The gameplay is tight, and 
Though it's not a very long game, you meet so many great characters, go to so many weird and wacky biomes. There's just so much love and care there that I would say that uh, I'd put it definitely in my top five Switch games, you know. I agree. And the only, also, only thing that's really pissed me off in Switch games that I'm also going to briefly mention, the bait and switch thing, like Capcom, why is Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 only have Legacy Collection 1, which is NES games on a cartridge, and 2 is a download code? That's stupid. You should, that's bad, and you should feel bad. Now let's end on a high note, shall we? So, <laughs> going into rant mode for a sec. Uh, I guess the final thing on the Switch. Is it worth it? Should you buy a Nintendo Switch in 2018? Let's just do like a quick little three-sentence spiel from each person. Kenton, let's start with you. I'd say absolutely. I think it's still going very strong, and I feel like that it, it could appeal to <clears throat> any sort of gamer, especially because you have Doom and Skyrim and... Um, you know, there I there aren't too many people who haven't played Skyrim before. But if you still haven't picked up Doom, I feel like it'd be great to get it on. If you still want to play something like that while experiencing Zelda and Odyssey, and the fact that you can like take it with you, like say you just want to, I don't know, get out of the house or you want to go to a restaurant or if you're a student, it's I feel like it'd be perfect for that because you're not going to have like more free time than really two or three hours, which is the battery life. So um, <laughs> True. as long as you're not paying $60 for one, two switch, I'd say it's, uh, I'd say you're doing pretty well. Snorzy. I'd say absolutely. Again, if you want a console, you can take on the go. I think it's a great party console with a bunch of like really fun releases to just hang out with friends and play. You have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Do not get Mario Kart 8, get Deluxe. Um, yeah. Shout outs to the eShop. Jack, Jackbox Party games. Jackbox Party. I don't know what it's called. Oh right, yeah. Party That's on Switch, and it's also on, it's on a bunch of platforms. I think it's on like Amazon TV. But it's a really fun game to play with friends and just get on your phones and mess around with. One two Switch. Don't buy it full price. Buy it like pre owned or something. Uh, just a bunch of really fun party games to play with friends, and a bunch of single player games too. For yeah, sure. Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, not Sonic Forces, Sonic Mania. Uh, oh. I guess Golf Story, I haven't played it, but hearing what you said, James, sounds like a really fun time. Uh, a bunch of fun puzzle games, like, uh, like Bomberman, or that Flip Wars, uh, Snipper Clips, and my personal favorite, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Hell yeah. So, I guess, finally, Rose, your little spiel? Um, I think, uh, the Switch is absolutely worth it, especially at this point, a year after its release, it now has a library of games to help you right from the get-go, rather than you waiting for the next one to come along. Mm -hmm. And, like, not only does it have strong first-party and third-party titles uh, holding it and putting it on a pedestal, such as Mario Odyssey and Zelda, it also has a really, really great roster of indie games. A few that I can mention is, like, Celeste, that game I just mentioned earlier. Uh, I cannot yeah. rant about that enough. Um, Stardew Valley's on there. You got... You got uh, Fender Breaker Battlegrounds, you have The End Is Nigh, you have Super Meat Boys on there. You Senran have... Kagura, for those of you in Japan. You have Axiom Verge, which is a phenomenal, like, Metroidvania, if you're into the old school Metroid games. And one of my personal favorite indie games as well, outside of Celeste, was It'll Do 2. So if you had a craving for, like, the 2D Zelda dungeon crawling and puzzles, mm -hmm. It'll Do 2 um, is just that. And it's phenomenal. And I guess just again, my final point to this, 
Absolutely. Though I think the battery life, which max at like three hours, is trash. And though I wish Nintendo would get their act together and put a decent online service on it, where it really counts is the game and the functionality, and I think it succeeds there. From indie tiles like Golf Story to fantastic AAA games like your Dooms, your Skyrims, your Breath of the Wilds, and your Mario Odysseys, even at $400 Canadian, or and even then, at that point, say, just go ahead and buy the Mario Odyssey bundle, which comes with the sexy Mario Odyssey red Joy-Cons, it's 100% worth it, in my opinion. Localized yeah. Secret so, of Mana, one... or Sega Densetsu 3. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> yeah, bring, bring out Mother 3. <laughs> yeah. I, and see... This is just before we even get Virtual Console. Having Virtual Console on top of all of these great games is just going to build the Switch up even more. For sure. So I think that's it for the meat and potatoes this episode, but we're going to end this off with a little section where we answer questions. So usually in this section, I would put out a thing either uh, in the Stuff We Play Discord server or on my own personal Twitter where we would ask you, the viewers, to pretty much submit questions. We choose two or three of them. However, as it's the first episode, and as we're going slightly over time, we're going to pass on it. And rather, I think I'm just going to mention this here, uh, and I'm going to, I guess, kind of just put the question out there. Just answer with the title of it. Just break the ice yep. one more time and, yep. you know, show what this is. What was your first video game? Kenton? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, <clears throat> thing is that, they uh, they used to have N64s and uh, arcade games at uh, local Burger King, and so one of I think my first video game was Pokemon Snap, but I don't remember it at all. So I think the first video games that I remember playing would be things because they're also local arcades like um, like Missile Command and Joust because my dad really liked to play that. And then when they replaced the N64s at that Burger King, they put in oh my goodness they had a they had a full-body stun runner machine, and I've never seen a stun oh, runner nice. machine since. And um, I th- and then they had Metal Slug Three, the best Metal Slug. Oh, I loved the Neo Geo. And yeah, because they yes. had a Neo Geo AES there, so I'm pretty sure they also had like Raiders and um, stuff like that. And then one game that particularly sticks out to me in my childhood is another um, vertical shooter. I think it's made by Capcom. It's called 19XX. And it's a continuation of 19 uh, series. And I, I feel like it yeah. was, it's it's kind of like a bullet hell for people like me who are absolutely terrible at bullet hells because it's <laughs> um it's it's still more just like a, um, it still has the classic um, actual shooting feel without kind of resorting to these absolutely ridiculous tactics. So yeah, those are, those are a few of the first video games that I ever played. Cool. And Snorzy, what was your first video game? My first video game was played on an actual Game Boy Color, and it was Pokemon Red. Nice. Rose, how about you? My very first uh, experience with video games was with a Super Nintendo, and it was Super Mario World and Super Mario Kart. Nice. Nice. Which one, which one did you like more? Mario World. I have Merry World on everything I own. <laughs> it's such good, so good. I know you're on. I like Super Mario Kart, but it hasn't aged the best. Yeah, it hasn't aged the best, unfortunately. And speaking of stuff that's aged questionably, my first game was Sonic One on the Sega Genesis. Uh, I remember I was a little, must I could have been more than like three. It's a very very vague memory, but I remember 
uh, I was like, ooh, video games. My parents was like, hey, we have your sister's Genesis in the garage. And this was probably around 2000, 2001. And I remember playing Sonic 1, and I, I, I remember at some point I got past Green Hill, and I was bored with Marble Zone, and so I, I just go through Green Hill all the time. Uh, and yeah, and eventually my sister sold that, and and I'll, I'll be honest, Sonic 1, as much fun as, uh, as groundbreaking as it was, every classic Sonic game after was better. As for the first game I own, it was either a Game Boy Advance with Super Monkey Ball or a GameCube with Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, I either got... I, I got one of those for that birthday and one of them for that Christmas, but as I have a January 7th birthday and Christmas on December 25th, they're close enough together, I don't remember which exactly was which. So, before I ramble on more, as I tend to, I think it's time for us to do go ahead and do our outro. So, where can we find y'all? Uh, let's start with you, Kenton, as you're our guest of honor tonight. Honor? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> if you'd like to just um, follow my, my personality, uh, I am mm -hmm. at twitter.com slash platd00d and my um my youtube channel will probably be down in the description and i go by plat i used to make a, a good amount of gaming related content but as i have um limited time nowadays i've been trying to focus on uh more just like kind of casual video um productions vlogs. yeah vlogs and um sometimes some things set to music which i happen to enjoy nice and snorzy how about um, you well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at twitter.com forward slash Melee. If you want to follow me on Twitch, you can find me at SnorzySSBM on Twitch. And I also, from here to there, make YouTube videos. You can, my content's sort of very, it's varied. There's not much legitimacy going on. It's usually joke videos or like me uploading speedrun clips. But if you want to follow me on YouTube, I don't really have a designated link. So just search, search up Snorzy and you'll find me. I like the speed run Danny Phantom Urban Jungle and John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure, which I'm still working to get world record on, which I used to have, but now it's taken. Nice. I know the feel of having a t record taken. You'll, you'll get it someday, dude. That's I believe in you. I also am the creator of the idea of this podcast and am doing most of the designs for backgrounds. Very cool. Indeed you are. This was all your idea, especially the title. And now, Rose, what about you? Uh, I am Rose, a.k.a. at RoseCuddles on Twitter. I don't really have a YouTube presence yet, but I plan to quite soon. I have a soon. channel. I have a channel up. I have to kind of dust it off, clean out some crap, and actually put good content on there. Uh, the game plan with that, though, is going to be some gameplay stuff and uh, possibly some art stuff and game design development stuff too, just some insights and stuff like that. So, not 100% sure what it's going to look like yet, but it is an up-and-coming project of mine. Nice. And of course, I'm James from Stuff We Play, youtube.com slash Stuff We Play. It's either down in the description or uh, Google it if you, you don't like Google Bing. <laughs> Uh, and you're watching Stuff We Play, or sorry, you're watching Stuff We Say. Yeah, there we go. Stuff we, I'm, I'm getting used to a new title. I'm yeah. presenting a new thing. I'm new at this. Give, give, give me slack, y'all. I hope. The stuff we say about the stuff we play. Exactly. So, with that, remember to subscribe to Stuff We Say on YouTube. Follow uh, me at Stuff We Play on 
Twitter, or join the Stuff We Play Discord server where there will be a dedicated chat to this podcast. We're going to try to have at least one episode out a month, potentially two. We're playing it by ear at this point. And so stay tuned, and we will see you next time. Thanks for watching, and remember, smash that like button. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sonic Forces suck. <laughs>